Blog Talk Radio. Transition into 
the plus size market and took great pride in representing the average North American woman as a size 14, 16 model. Her path took some twists and turns, and she worked for years as a print agent and then a commercial agent. All of these experiences in fashion have combined to create her artistic point of view, and her goal is to bring out the best in each person she photographs and to assist the client to improve to the next level. Let's welcome Leslie to the show. Hi. Hi, Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. So you have like a very, very impressive background. How did you get started as a straight size model? I was living in Canada and our family went to Europe on a trip and I stopped off at an agency when I was there and they encouraged me. And, you know, who could resist an opportunity like that? Right, and you, you know, had a fabulous career as a straight size model. Did you struggle trying to maintain your weight um, to to model in the high fashion industry? Absolutely. I was a competitive synchronized swimmer, and so I was quite muscular at the time, although very slim. And it was just I could never be thin enough, and um, it was it was a real struggle. It affects me still to this day. And that's why when I became plus size and had the opportunity to represent the plus size woman or the regular woman or whatever you want to say, it was it really meant a lot to me. I really felt comfortable and pr- had a lot of pride, and um, that's how that happened. So in the in the high fashion modeling world, did you come across models with a lot of eating disorders? Yeah, just I mean I. I didn't spend a lot of time talking with them about it, but it was kind of just a given. You didn't get to eat much, and you had to be very careful. And in that time, they weren't nearly as savvy about food and what, um, you know, vitamins and all those good things. Now people are much more aware of what to put into them, their bodies to make themselves healthy, and it's it's been a really great transition for a lot of people. Right. And so after you had a successful career as a straight-sized model, did you make the decision to start pursuing acting, or this just, you know, uh, popped out, an uh, opportunity popped out because you were so successful as a model? Well, as a model, I always thought that I should leave the business before it asked me to. And okay. so I was looking, <laughs> you know, I you always have to think forward. And I was thinking, hmm, what would be something interesting and fun that I'd really like to do? And I gave it a good shot. I did, you know, I took classes. I took dance classes. And the opportunity came up through my modeling agency, actually. And um, it was a really great experience. I, I really enjoyed doing the show and traveling everywhere and so that's how kind of how that happened. But, you know, when people have an interest that just burns in them, then that's what they should do. And it actually turned out that photography was that interest, and that started shortly after I got to L.A. So in your acting career brought you to Los Angeles, and that's mm-hmm. where you entered the plus market. Now, how did that come about after you got to L.A.? I was having some trouble, and it turned out that I had a hypothyroid problem, and I was lucky enough to be in L.A. where there are so many venues available for, you know, alternative medicine and so on, and I was diagnosed early. So um, 
rather than, you know, beat myself up, I used it as an opportunity, and it, it was a really great transition for me. It was a good situation. A lot of people have trouble with that, but for me, I was really excited because there was such a great opportunity. And you, you know, in, in your intro, I named some of your credits, uh, like Versace and Armani, that you did with straight modeling, but as a plus-size modeling, you had a very successful career as well, right? I did. I really did. I was very grateful. And I, I know of... Uh, sorry. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. They didn't have, you know, the big names like Johnny Versace and Armani, but the plus-size business, you know, is is what most of the market is. And so it was just it was just a really good place to be. And I, when I met you, I put two and two together and realized I had always been seeing your face like in plus-size lingerie. Lingerie must have been one of your biggest clients. It was. I never thought that that would be the case, but it turned out that the curvy body that I had, even when I was younger, transitioned into the lingerie model that I became. And when I had the opportunity to do lingerie modeling for plus size, that was great because, you know, I think that every woman in every size should be considered beautiful, and I was getting the opportunity to show that. Right. So what was do you think the biggest difference working in straight size, high fashion, and then transitioning to the plus size market? What was the biggest difference? Um, biggest difference. Um, the perception on how, you know, a, a thin model moves versus how a plus size model moves. I was surprised that they expected me not to know how to move. But since I had been doing it for years and I was completely comfortable and that was my forte, they were real, you know, the the clients were really pleasantly surprised. The women now I see in the plus size business really make a concerted, concerted effort to focus on their moves and their looks and everything. And it wasn't quite the same when I started out. So that's what I noticed was a real difference at the time. Right, right, because a lot of plus-size models just don't have as many opportunities as you had because the market at that time wasn't as big. Exactly. That's right, exactly right. And so why did you decide to eventually go into photography? Was that a love that you always had? You know, I kept looking at my girlfriends who were in plus-size, and I just they looked so beautiful to me, and I thought, how can someone not see their beauty? How can the photographers not catch this? It's so obvious to me. So I picked up a camera and started shooting because I just I was frustrated with what they were getting, and it was magic. I would see them in front of the camera, and something would happen, and I would get the pictures back, and they were even more beautiful, and I was hooked. And do you know that, you know, to this day, some photographers still don't want to work with plus-size models. Why do you think that is? I think it it could be their prejudice, which astonishes me because I have no prejudice. Someone was telling me recently, you just see beauty in people. It doesn't matter, you know, who they are, what size, what height, what, whatever. You just see their beauty. And I I think that 
you know, if you've grown up with a certain way of looking at things, the thing about photography is it's always your point of view. So if your point of view doesn't include that just because of your experience, then it's hard to, you know, envelop it unless you make a concerted effort. But for me, it was natural. I don't know. I'm just that way. So do you think your experience as a model helps you uh, with your photography? I I do believe so, because when I look at someone, I can help them from the inside out, what they're thinking, what they're feeling. The camera really catches all of that, and I can put them in a place where they feel confident and relaxed, and I can explain things to them so they understand more clearly, and then they grow, and then they become more confident, and it happens very quickly, and it's very exciting for me. So I think, yes, I think it definitely helps. And so not only have you had a career as a model and uh, acting, photography, but, you know, you also were an agent. So what advice can you give young ladies listening that want to break into the modeling world? Because I think sometimes people want to break into the modeling world and they don't want to do the work. So what advice can you give? Yes, it's very competitive market, and you really need to do your research. You have the most amazing opportunity to have the the Internet. We didn't have that before. And you can look online, see what the girls are doing, you know, Google becoming a model, see what the agencies are putting out. So go to the different agencies in different markets, whatever your market, your market is, and, and match what the girls are doing so that your pictures look like theirs. Because if you don't, then there sometimes the agents won't see your you know that your your potential. Um and you know you need to know you need to somehow glean the information so that when you walk in, you have some understanding of where you're going. It's extremely competitive. If you're going to a job and you have a brand new model and you have a model who knows what she's doing and has every undergarment that is correct for the job, plus all the shoes, plus her hair in, in, in perfect condition and her nails in perfect condition, who are they going to go with? They're going to go with the girl that, that is confident and that makes their business look good. So it takes some time and focus and understanding to really wrap your head around that and understand what it's all about. It's a lot of work. It's it's not just, you know, fly in there and jump around and then that's it. It's 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 a real job. In your experience, what are some of the biggest mistakes you think models make and, and sabotage their career? Um well, I think one of the things, whether it's a mistake or not, I don't know, is that it takes a lot of perseverance. When you think you can't do it anymore and it's time to give up, that's when you just are starting. It's it's a long road. It, it's very rare that you walk in and just splash across the scene. It's more often than not that you spend a lot of time, and then all of a sudden you seem like you splash across the scene, but in, you've put you know, three or four years in already. So there's that, and then there's... Um, the professionalism is extremely important at all times, showing up being 100% professional, and then not taking things personally, very difficult to do. But, you know, if someone makes a comment to you, it's hard to just say to yourself, okay, this person is giving me constructive criticism and I need to take it as such, rather than becoming upset or hurt. So um, those, I, I think, are the three biggest that I can come up with. Right. Well, those were very, very good. So are you... Um, sticking to photography full time, and this is 
you know, what you're doing, you're mainly focused on, or are you going to try and get back into modeling at, at some point? <laughs> well, if someone were to ask me to model, I sure wouldn't say no. But, uh, yes, I've been doing photography full, full time for at least three years, if not four now. I can't remember exactly. And um, I think, you know, this. I always wanted to, like I said, leave the business before it asked me to, meaning the modeling mm-hmm. business. And photography, I just love. I adore it when people are in front of me. It's exciting. I really enjoy helping someone to the next level. So, yeah, this is my place. This is this is where I am full time. And you not only do photography, but I know you have the ability to do the hair, the makeup, and the wardrobe styling as well, right? <laughs> yes, I um I have a studio that's a bit out of town, so I didn't know if I was going to find people in my area. And I had spent years working with the best hair and makeup people in the world. So I put some focus into it. I took some classes at MAC and um, became a little bit fearless. And, yeah, that's, you know, I, I really enjoy working with a team, I've got to tell you. But when push comes to shove, I can do it. And I'm proud of my work, too. All right. So you're a one-stop shop. <laughs> So do you you have anything um, coming up that we should be on the lookout for? Yes, I am pretty excited, and just at the beginning of this, but I think I'm going to be um, doing a blog because I really want to disseminate some of this information about how to move in front of the camera. It seems to be something that people really need to find out about, and I have the information that a lot of people don't have, and I know how to teach it. So um, I'm going to be researching that imminently. I, I want to have that going into the into the market very, very soon. Right, and you're definitely an expert on anything with modeling. That's for sure. You have the, the credits to back you up. Yes, I've had a really wonderful life. Fun, exciting, interesting. It's been something else, and I, I'm very grateful again. And um, tell us your official website to keep up with what you're doing and uh, to book you. How do we book you for photo shoots? Uh, my website is www.lesliepedraza.com, and that's L-E-S-L-E-Y-P-E-D-R-A-Z-A.com. You can also find me on Facebook. Um, I have a Leslie Pedraza photography page, and I keep tabs on um, my email that you can find on the website and on my Facebook page. Just uh, shoot me an email and I'll touch base with you and answer any questions. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm definitely going to come and shoot with you real soon because your work is absolutely fabulous. So uh, I'll definitely see you soon. Thank you, Shanice. Thank you so much. And enjoy the rest of your evening. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And up next on the show is Summer Wayans of the famed Wayans family. She has carved her own niche amongst her talented relatives. Armed with her love of fashion, she has been a featured model for top full-figured lines, including Moonlight Serenade Apparel, Ijiji Forever 21, Sydney's Closet, and Rose by Vanessa 
Jean. She has graced the pages of Fat Girl Magazine and the runways of Full Figure Fashion Week in Los Angeles and Mercedes-Benz Swim Fashion Week in Miami. In addition to her modeling credits, Summer has a doctrine student. She is a doctorate and a student of psychology and an active philanthropist in her community. At an early age, Summer identifies the necessity to stand out in a family where everyone is talented beyond measure. Summer was born in Los Angeles, the second eldest of six children, to Mother Deidre Wayans, CEO of Wayans Girl Production. Her big brother, Craig Wayans, is known for his roles as an actor, writer, producer, and co-creator of the blockbuster dance flick and his scripted family comedy second generation weigh-ins on BET. Summer is also the niece of the renowned Wayans Brothers, who brought up the pop culture phenomenons, the Wayans Brothers, White Chick, and Scary Movie. Equipped with her strong background in psychology, Summer lends her time counseling and advocating for GLAD and the Los Angeles Gay and Lesbian Center. Her enthusiasm for helping those who need a voice and guidance through difficult times has invited her to view her career as a model in a more dynamic Way. She has a passion for fashion and about to have a PhD. Let's welcome Summer to the show. Hi, well, Summer. Well, hello there, Miss Shanice. How are you today? I am good, and I'm so excited to talk to you. So, were you always a courier girl? And how was being in the entertainment family? How did that affect your? body image? Was there pressure to look a certain way? Oh, yeah. I've always been the curvy one. <laughs> These curves have been there from the beginning. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I don't think that um, being in an entertainment family really had anything to do with my body image. I think my family is so loving and supportive that it was never an issue. So, <laughs> you know, it, I've been this way and this is who I am. <laughs> well, that's good. So how did you discover there was such a thing as plus models, and how did you make the decision that this was something you wanted to actively pursue? You know, um, when I was in high school, I actually was, quote, unquote, scouted, and it was a horrible experience. They took my money in. <laughs> Nothing came of it. So as an adult, um, I I came across a casting for a, a fashion show where they were looking for models of all sizes. And I was like, this can't be real. <laughs> so um, I actually, I went out, and it was just so amazing. I fell in love, and I've been doing it ever since. Hmm. Now, being a Wayans, one would assume you would go into acting or being a comedian. Do you have plans <laughs> to eventually join the family business? <laughs> you know, um, I'm not closing any doors. So whatever comes my way, I'm willing to take it on. I, you know, coming from the family, I definitely wanted to do something different. And I think growing up in a family where there's always cameras and that sort, uh, I kind of took to pictures more so than videos. <laughs> hmm. So I just happened to be searching one night on the internet, and I saw a video of you at Mercedes Benz. Uh, swim Fashion Week. Now, tell me about this experience uh, that you were able to be a plus model in this big event. It was amazing, Shanice. I will tell you that. Um, 
it was a really great opportunity. I went and I was actually the only plus model for um, Vanessa Simmons' line, Rose by Vanessa Jean. And so it was swimsuit and, you know, I was the only plus model, so I stood my ground with the straight models. But it was a very warm and welcoming environment. And it was also my first time in Miami. So that was really awesome, too, and to be walking or, you know, at the presentation for Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week. It was it was pretty surreal. <laughs> yeah, that's a big accomplishment. And what was the feedback about you being, you know, the Curvia girl? Was the crowd loving it? They were loving it. Um, there were so many women that were like, oh, my gosh, there's somebody who looks like me. And, you know, they were tapping each other and saying, hey, look, there's a plus model and taking pictures. And they were just so thrilled to see that the line was going to be representative of women of all sizes. Right. And that's how it should be. So that's absolutely mm-hmm. awesome. And I just had the, the privilege of seeing you walk in Posh LA Fashion Week, and you look absolutely amazing. And uh, you had your own cheering section on the front row. You had Uncle Marlon came out to support. So how did that, does that feel to have your family come out and support you and your fashion show and the, the things you're doing? You know, it's a great feeling. Um, I was so happy that Marlon was able to make it out to the fashion show. Um, you know, coming from a large family, it's always great to have your supporters there cheering you on. And I don't, it doesn't matter what it is, there's always there's this section of wins <laughs> that are representing. And so even if it's one person, you know that's the wins section right there. And Right, um, right. You know, we go from one person to 50 and, and a heartbeat. So um, <laughs> it's always great. So besides modeling, you're currently in school working on your Ph.D., right? I am. Now, this is absolutely amazing to me. How do you balance school and a budding career as a model? You know, um, it is definitely a juggling act, but I welcome it because I, I value education and I I love what I'm doing as a model and I don't think that I should have to choose between one or the other. So I'm going full force on both, when you know, my feet planted firmly in both grounds. And, um, you know, I really, I just take my time and try to really prioritize and organize things and, you know, so that I can do both uh, full-heartedly. <laughs> right, right. And so what is your ultimate career goal? Is it something with modeling or is it, you know, something that to do with your degree? You know, Shanice, I'm actually glad that you asked me that. Um, a lot of people kind of wonder that. <laughs> and what I see is this. Um, within psychology and education, there's a lot of information and research, but then it stays within that population, and it doesn't get disseminated out to anyone else. And as a model, you have this platform where you can reach so many people who have the need for this information. So I feel like although I'm enjoying the fashion and modeling and really feeling good and empowered about myself, at the same time I feel like I'll be able to really take what I'm learning in school, utilize those degrees and all that knowledge and my professionalism as a student to get that information to the people that really need it. So you see modeling as a platform for yourself. I get it. Oh, that's that's awesome. 
Most so, definitely. So you do a lot of advocating for GLAD and the Los Angeles Gay and Lesbian Center. So why are these organizations so important to you? You know, um, along the way, I've, I've, I've met a lot of people in my personal life as well. Um, it's just something that's been more and more of a prevalent cause, uh, you know, with Prop 8 and same-sex marriage and really these things that are going on within bullying um, this is a community that's really under fire and really in need of some attention in terms of my, my attention and what I can do. So um, when I see a cause, you know, it's not the only cause that I go for, but um, it's definitely something that I lend my research skills to and, you know, advocating by mouth and doing what I can to volunteer with those organizations. Well, that's fabulous, fabulous. So <laughs> I know you have, something big coming up? Is it a, a campaign or something? Oh, well, you know, we'll see. I, like, I'm i just getting started, Missionese, so there is a lot to come from me. I have some um, some upcoming features coming up, as well as some charity projects that I'm going to be working on. So uh, there's going to be a lot of me coming up, Missionese. <laughs> All right. Um and so do you have a uh, website yet? Are you working on it, or are you not into the, the Internet that much? <laughs> right now I don't have a personal website, but I am on social media. Uh, everything is Summer Wins. So I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, basically everything, as well right. as I am now signed with IPM Models, so I can be contacted through my agent on the IPM Models website as well. That's right, and I'm excited to, you know, get to talk to you. I think this is the first conversation we've actually had because we see each other in, in passing, but don't get to stop and talk. So I'm I definitely, know. I know, I'm definitely excited about all of your success, continued success with everything you have going on. Is there, If there's any way I can help you, just let me know. Most definitely, Ms. Janice, and I'm glad to finally have an opportunity to talk with you. I think it's been a couple of years that we've been going and passing, and actually to have the opportunity to sit down and actually talk is nice. Yeah, so continued success. I guess you got some homework to do now, right? <laughs> Always homework, whether it's looking at the next photographers that I'm going to be shooting with or you know, uh, looking up something, some research for my schoolwork. I'm always doing something. Well, all right. Uh, that inspires me. Keep up the good work, and I'll be talking to you soon. All right. Thank you, Ms. Shanice, and thank you for having me on the show. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. And up next, last but definitely not least, is Tracy Bachterman, who is the designer of the plus-size clothing brand Domino Dollhouse. She originally opened a boutique selling other people's design, but quickly found the selection to be limiting and rather dismal. Tracy then decided to start designing her own pieces and thus 
Domino Dollhouse, the brand, was born after graduating from the University of Cincinnati with a marketing and fashion merchandising degree. Tracy used her business background with a dose of natural creativity to put out Domino Dollhouse's first exclusive collection in the summer of 2011. These collections currently sell exclusively on her own website and have gained fans from around the globe. Domino Dollhouse is a brand for young women who aren't afraid of standing out. Focusing on trendy, unique pieces, Domino Dollhouse brings quirky fashions to the plus-size market and strives to bring exciting, charming, and fun clothing to a market thirsty for more. Domino Dollhouse's tagline is plus-size clothing without compromise and will continue to push the boundaries of plus-size fashion. Let's welcome Tracy to the show. Hi, Hi Tracy. Hello, <laughs> so How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. So in your um, intro, I saw that you started out as a boutique owner. Now, where was this boutique? Was it in L.A.? It was um, my first boutique was it's all online. Um, it just was. Uh, like I said, everyone else's designs, um, just things that I could find uh, wholesale around the market that were available in plus sizes. Um, it was just for the first incarnation of Domino Dollhouse. Okay. And then uh, before you had your own clothing line, how would you find clothes in your size to achieve your unique style? Was it hard to find? Uh, absolutely. I often would... Um, either just modify some things in smaller sizes or you know you kind of scour for oversized things or I would I would take like plain garments that I'd find in the plus size section and and do something to them you know would, would work with them or add embellishments or you know it was definitely all about finding something that was you know sort of okay and then adding to it to to make it unique so you decided to start your own uh, plus-size clothing line, and you named it Domino Dollhouse. Now, is there a significance behind that name? Um, I wanted to make sure that the name was the name was something that was recognizable and different than anything else in the market, and I didn't necessarily want the name to just scream plus-sizes. Like, I didn't want it to have some sort of, like, pun about being fat or you know, some sort of joke within it. I just wanted something that was kind of cute and different. And um, the domino is a little bit of a nod to um, Beth Ditto, who created a collection for Evans, um, the musician from the – she's the singer for The Gossip, and she was a huge right, right. Um, fashion icon of mine and someone that I really – her her collection made me realize that I could do this and there was a market for it because people just went crazy over her design. So I kind of wanted to – give that little nod to her first print and, and kind of go from there, maybe get a little bit of her magic. Right. Now, for those <laughs> listening who aren't familiar with your clothing line, tell us the type of clothing that you carry. Um, I definitely, uh, I come from a counterculture background, you know, definitely into um, some more of the, you know, goth alternative punk um, music styles. So, that was a category that was so hard to find clothing in. Um, and I kind of take inspiration from those 
those different worlds, but make it something that's very wearable for many different kinds of women. So there's definitely a retro feel. There's also maybe a little bit of a dark feel in some of my clothing. But um, overall, I, I do try and focus on some wearability for different kinds of women. Would you say um, goth clothing, too, or is that an incorrect term? Um, I think there's definitely some goth elements. I myself um, tend to focus, you know, I have, like, an entire wardrobe of black clothing. But um, I know that uh, it, it, it seeps into there. But it, it's more, I would say, I focus more on the prints and uniqueness and just creating something that's different for all kinds of women. So what is the size, range, and price point of your clothing? Um, I would say my my own collection goes from sizes 1X to 4X, which is uh, U.S. sizes 14 through 28. And mm-hmm. um, the price range for my clothing line uh, goes anywhere from uh, 29.99 to um, 120 bucks. Uh, and then I do carry a few other brands still um, in similar size ranges where you can find something a little more affordable um, anywhere from, you know, dresses for dresses and skirts for 30 to $50. Okay. So, but overall is uh, affordable clothing. I definitely wanted to keep something that, you know, would be a good quality but was affordable for the average woman and wasn't you know when you're when you're doing something that's super unique and maybe a little bit out there you you're asking your girls to take a risk and so you want to make sure that it's not something that they're not they're also taking a financial risk on so i definitely want to keep as many things under $100 as possible mhm and you made an appearance on national television on the sundance channel on a show called all on the line with Josie now tell me about that experience um, it was a very intense experience. Um, filmed for about a month and a half, and it was just um, several times a week, filming with cameras all day and um, working with Josie, who's the creative director for Elle magazine. And he, you know, takes a look at your brand, figures out, you know, maybe some things you could do better, and he works with you through a few different avenues to try and take your brand to the next level. So can someone like Josie actually understand your brand and get it? Um, I think there was a lot of maybe <laughs> difficult communication because he lives in a world that that they say that, you know, everyone's trying to kind of move to this better body image and they say they support plus sizes, but a lot of times it just was – he lives in a different world. You know, he's seen couture gowns on size two models. And so kind of getting that, like, that disconnect between the world I'm coming from and the world he's coming from was was probably one of the biggest challenges. And I think maybe he understood it a little better, and, and you know, I understood his world a little better, but it's definitely, it's still very, very separate. So after appearing on the show, overall, was it a beneficial for your clothing line? Um, I think that it was definitely beneficial in the fact that um, I had to get much more involved locally. Um, I moved my manufacturing to the United States, and um, I had been doing everything overseas and didn't have quite as much of a hand 
in selecting garments and, and, and making sure the fit was correct. Um, so I had to get a local manufacturer, and I found someone that I really, really bonded with who was also a plus-size woman. And I think that that's possibly one of the greatest things is, is just being able to take control of my brand, bring it here, and be able to work with another plus-size woman to create things that, that are 100% my vision. Um, I do think that also, even though at the end of the show it was it was sort of a back and forth between what he wanted me to do and what I wanted to do, I think just I learned to listen to my own my own vision and my own strengths and what my customers want versus what the plus size world tells them they want. Right, right. Now you are one of the few designers that uses larger plus-size models in your campaigns. Now, mainstream companies tell us that when they use larger models over a size 20, that their sales go down. Is this true in your case? I often find that it's the opposite. Um, I have used Tess Monster um, several times before, and she is – not only is she – slightly larger than the sample size, but she's also 5'5", and she's not the typical person that is thought of when you when they send you plus-size model cards from, you know, an agency. But right. if I put something on someone like, someone like Tess or I've used a few other girls that are in the size 22 range, um, I found that women respond fantastically to it because they know what they're getting. When you are shopping online, it's often hard to imagine how a garment's going to look on a body that's not either a mannequin or someone who's smaller than the size range that the company like already carries. So women have, they feel like they're taking less of a risk. They see their own body. They appreciate it. And I've had fantastic luck with using um, models larger than um, a size 14. And I, and I like to use a mix of bodies and a mix of heights. And I just think that, I don't know, but my customers find it refreshing, and I think that it, in the long run, helps my sales. I have not seen that response from and sales I think at all. And I think it helps your sales, too, because it kind of markets itself when the the picture goes around Tumblr and the blogger steers. It's kind of just helping with your advertising already. I, I absolutely. If it's something that people respond to, they're going to want to share it. It's not, oh, look, here's another dress. It's another thing. It sort of just, you know, gets lost in the mix. When it's something that's, that's like, finally, I see this and I respond to it, people are going to share it. They're going to pass it around. They're going to talk about it because it's just, it's unfortunately, it's kind of rare. So why do you feel that other companies say when they have larger models, it doesn't sell as well? Do you think that they're not putting larger models in the same makeup and lighting and the fabulous photo shoots as the smaller counterparts? I do think that sometimes it's a matter of caring and knowing what it's like to be in a bigger body. I myself am a 24, 26, so mm-hmm. I've dressed myself my whole life, so I know a little bit more about what what might be more comfortable for that person. But I also, my um, my models are not, I don't ask them to wear shapewear. It's a very comfortable set. But we're also a professional. And, and from the makeup artist to the hair to the photographer, everyone is actually supportive and happy to work with all the models we have. So I think that helps 
for sure. But I also think that um, sometimes it's just uh, it's just better overall to to express different body points. So I, right. you know, I I think that maybe maybe it's the clientele as well. My clientele is um, definitely more feminist, definitely more body positive, and maybe um, sometimes a little younger. And we're not as quick to you know, judge a, a picture of a woman and, and bash her down, we're going to celebrate her a little more. So I think my clientele definitely responds to it, maybe more than someone who um, who's a larger corporation. Hmm, interesting points. So um, do you have anything coming up uh, we can be on the lookout for, any uh, uh, events coming up? Because you had a great pop-up shop out here uh, that I attended. Well, I definitely have um we have a spring collection coming out in April. Um we're gonna start leaking some pictures here maybe in the next week on our Facebook page. Um it's uh it's gonna be called Nuclear Seasons. It's all bright colors, um, florals, very nineties inspired. Uh and then I we would love to do another pop up shop. We have some, some great pieces that uh some some extras and some samples and, and things that we'd love to do. So we it's definitely in the works to do another event because it was really great to meet all of the all of our customers and local women and get everything together because it's you know online is fantastic but there's really nothing beats actually talking to people in person and being able to share our clothes and see what they're like on our customers so that's definitely definitely in the future and are you ever looking for models uh for your campaigns and photo shoots uh, definitely. We, um, we're we always looking for new people to work with. Um, we do pretty much limit to Southern California at this point because we need to be able to have local people. We're a very small company. Um, I actually run things for my home, and uh, we're, we've been around for about two and a half years. So we're, we like to keep it local, and um, but we also like to keep it fresh. So there's always there's always room for new faces. And if somebody's listening and they want to submit, how can they submit to your clothing line? Uh, the best way is to send us an email through the website. Um, you can also email me directly at um, dominodollhouse at gmail.com and just um, send us some photos uh, and your measurements. Um, we definitely like to hear a little bit about our models, too. Uh, we don't just hire models based on look and measurements alone. We like... We like personality, we like personal style, we like um just a general vibe. So it's so you can add a little a little personality in there, it never hurts. All right. And so tell us your official website and how can we keep up with everything you have going on. Sure. Um the official website is www.dominodollhouse.com. Um we have links on there for we post on Facebook, Twitter, um, our Tumblr is really active with lots of customer photos, and you can share and interact with us that way. Um, those are the best things. And then um, I also have a personal Instagram, um, and it's uh, Chubble Bubble, and you can follow a lot of behind-the-scenes pictures, um, take around the office and at photo shoots um, on my personal Instagram as well. And it's uh, Chubble Bubble. Is that a blog as well? Are you a blogger? I do have a personal blog um, where I like to share uh, my outfits and sometimes behind-the-scenes designing and um, some uh, little sneak peeks of Domino Dollhouse as well. So that's at 
www.blogspot.com. And I got to say, although, you know, Domino Dollhouse might be considered considered alternative plus size clothing, I mean, I think if you are a, a fashionable person, you can pick pieces from any line because I have some Domino Dollhouse clothing. And, I mean, you know, if you have some cute, basic pieces that can go with anyone's style. I definitely think so. I like to create pieces that um, aren't just aren't super costumey or alternative specific. A lot of our styling tends to go really over the top, and we like you know we like crazy hair and putting lots of prints together. But um, when you separate the pieces out, there's definitely everything is wearable and can be toned down or toned up depending on your personal style. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I love Domino's Dollhouse, and just keep up the good work. All right. Well, thank you, Shanice. Thanks for having me. All right. Enjoy the rest of your evening. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. And thank you to all of my fabulous guests this evening. Tune in next week and we'll have more plus industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected with the Curvy community. If you're interested in advertising on our show or being a guest, visit the website at plusmodelradio.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join our fan page on Facebook at Plus Model Radio and Twitter. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep driving in your curves and be blessed. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.